And I want to take a moment and thank a supporter of this episode, Alpha Comics, Calgary's best comic book shop with all things comics, figures, art, and local meetups from the city's most talented. Stay up to date on the most recent comics, dive into some of the trades from back in the day, or stock your shelves with the latest statues and figurines. Be sure to check out Alpha Comics located at Unit 9, and that's 7005 18th Street Southeast. You can find them on all social medias at alphacomics.ca. We here at the Nerd Room would like to thank Alpha Comics for supporting this episode. Hey everyone and welcome to the Nerd Room where we talk all things comics and movies. This is episode number 29. We're discussing DC Comics Rebirth. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. Welcome to the Hotel California. You know, this special Independence Day episode. Right off the bat, guys, let's just say three things that we love about America. I'll go first. One, Bruce Springsteen. Two, Blue Jeans. Three, Meatloaf. You guys, what do you got? Stars, Disneyland, Marvel Comics. <laughs> <laughs> um, Spider-Man, the Los Angeles Lakers, and uh, go Disneyland. <laughs> All right, yeah, you know, I mean, America, happy birthday. You're a country that provides us with a lot of cool stuff, so keep on rocking in the free world, I guess. Very entertaining presidential races as well. Good luck oh. with that, America. Yeah. yeah. I'm more interested in American Idol. <laughs> is that That's basically on? what the, the, the presidential race is right now. <laughs> So, Sanjay, you lent your voice to another podcast this past week. That's right. You can catch me on The Laid Offside. Um, I think it's on SoundCloud, on Twitter. Well, actually, I don't think. I know it's on SoundCloud and Twitter. It's also on iTunes. It's also on iTunes. So, check me out there if you're interested in hockey and all the latest signings and uh, NHL draft and trades. Check it out. Yeah, you guys will remember Baron. He did our Deadpool review episode. A good friend of the show. Yeah. yeah that's right. Our lowest rated episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for him to come back. That guy knows his figures, so be on the lookout. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah. So, the weekend box office. Yes. So, we had the, the Independence Day long weekend where we oh, have yeah. usually big movies dropping, mm-hmm. and this yep. year's no exception. But Dory is now the three time winner. Wow, the little fish that can. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for all the fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took down newcomers The Purge election oh, year yeah the bfg and the legend of tarzan i'm just saying i just came up with this brilliant idea they should have combined all three of those movies into one awesome movie you had tarzan you have giants and you can purge oh, oh, yeah. that's, that's a billion dollar movie right there right? Yeah. <laughs> there you go so tarzan did overperform. oh that's good so the expectations were quite low for that and yeah. it pulled in something close to 40 million dollars over the three-day long weekend yeah. not bad it's good the purge again here's an interesting thing Another sequel, mm-hmm. but it's done very well. Yeah. It's consistently yeah. met this $30 million mark. Yeah. So it doesn't fall to the perils of the sequels that we're seeing in this year's Sequel movie fatigue, slate, right? Yeah. 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 And so that's interesting. And I've heard good things about it. I'm not into that type of, of genre. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit scary for me. It's <laughs> crossbones is in there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so, Tim, you're not really a horror guy. Troy, are you a horror guy? Uh, not really. No? No. no. Okay. no not, not so much. I, I like a good Scream 1 and 2. Yeah. It's a <laughs> classic. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm a huge horror guy, so to nice. me, Purge is right up there. It's kind of taken over a saw as that franchise where every year they just pump out a movie. Um, yeah. It costs maybe like, I think it said $10 million. Yeah, it tripled its budget this weekend. Yeah. I mean, how many yeah. movies can say that in opening weekend? So That's they're right. going to keep making these movies 
as long as they keep making money. So that's the cool thing with uh, these horror movies, though, right? They have such a low budget. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a it's a thriving genre, I guess you could say. Yeah. But you know, going back to the Saw movies, actually, you know, I liked them all the way up until Saw Four. Oh. Okay. It got a little ridiculous after that. I, I <laughs> yeah. These movies are constantly much. evolving, constantly changing what they're mm-hmm. doing, right? It's not yeah. just like a status quo where they keep producing the same movie and over again. That's they right. do something more extreme each time. Right. Oh, I yeah. think it's when you get to that extreme, extreme Here. level right. that it becomes kind of just stupid. Yeah. yeah. But I think we're still up to a point with the purge. Just talking to a guy at work about it, and he says it's actually quite good. Yeah. Mm. So they're kind of still enjoying them as they go, which nice. is which is nice to see from a sequel, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's good to hear. I'm just waiting until you get Purge in Space, like Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jason X. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or what's the other one? Machete? Machete Space too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, everyone's got to go to space. Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. Disney's the BFG, a Spielberg movie, right? Yeah. Did not fare very well at the box office this weekend. Oh. Yeah. So this is something that likely cost a ton of money. Oh, yeah. And only did about $20 million over the long weekend. Oh. Yeah, stiff competition. So this is a big year. Got a lot of movies yeah. backed up. And we still have movies in there like X-Men Apocalypse, Independence Day, yeah. which in itself dropped 60%. So this thing took a beating. Wow. Yeah. Um, and that's 60% off of what it only made, I think, the $41 million that it made last week. Wow. So this thing does not going to have legs. It's unfortunate to see a movie like that that, yeah. you know, had potential. Yeah. And if you want to check out our thoughts on that, go back an episode and you'll hear all about it. <laughs> See, when Batman vs. Superman drops 60%, as long as it made $180 million the first week, it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big difference. Yeah. So what the BFG, though? That's yeah. something else. That must be Disney's lowest box office return they've had. This, this year, year, probably, yeah. This year, yeah. for sure, right? Close. Yeah, it's yeah. getting into, what's that one, Lone Ranger territory? Ooh. Yeah, I don't know how much this one costs to make. Like, I'm assuming with the cast and Spielberg yeah. and, and the, the computer graphics that go into it, it probably was somewhat expensive. Oh, yeah. I heard but, uh, north of 150. Yeah, okay. I was going to say it has to be over 100 for sure. Right? Yeah. So yeah. that likely make back its budget. A lot of these movies that are in that range will make back their budgets with yeah. the international gross. Yeah. That's true. Um, so it's probably something that you won't see a sequel out of if there is material no. there. I'm not the very BFG familiar with The BFG Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, growing up, I read a lot of Rohan doll um i don't know if kids still read him though like is he still one of those ones that is touchstone classic uh, like dr seuss is still i know huge. well doll did james the giant peach right yes that's right oh that's a classic right yeah. they should be beat that one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> didn't Brian singer do that who's that brian singer something close to that no did he, he did uh, jack and the beanstalk oh yeah or no <laughs> yeah. jack and the giant slayer yeah slayer that's right yeah yeah well, what about Willy wonka i think that one Talk yeah Factory, that's yeah. a gold doll as well right? yeah yeah, yeah. What's your favorite Oompa Loompa song? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Should like... we uh, regale our audience with an Oompa Loompa tune? Nah. I'll start and you guys join in. Ready? Oompa Loompa Doompity Doo. Just crickets. You guys are killing me. I'm going back to delayed offside. I'm a free agent. I'm a hot commodity. Good luck, Baron. <laughs> so running back to our discussion about sequels for the past couple of weeks... The presence of Pixar had some interesting comments towards their sequels on their current movie slate and how they're moving away from that. So we have Cars 3, Incredibles 2, and Toy Story 4 leading us into 2019. And Mm -hmm. he explicitly said that they're moving away from this concept of doing sequels. And to me, it seems like a bit of getting ahead of this, what we're seeing this year in particular, with sequels really failing to hit, with the exception of Dory. (laughs) Yeah. So it's interesting he's making these comics as they're like just breaking in cash on a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they they say they've got, you know, all these original movies in the pipes and they're moving towards more of something what Marvel's trying to do and a little bit of what Star Wars is doing is this new entry or new original film and then something that is closer to a sequel. 
So you have that kind of that basis of a franchise, but then you're also sort of starting to roll out new franchises as well. Right. So it's a bit oh, refreshing cool. to see that they're going down that pathway and kind of getting away from the sequels. And I guess the way that Pixar is structured, they only have the original creators do the sequels. Cool. Oh, that's cool. That's and cool. it just so happens that the original creators have all kind of rolled out their sequels relatively at the same time okay. uh, with, with, you know, good ideas and concepts going right. forward. So it was nice to see someone kind of standing up and saying, hey, look, guys, yeah. <laughs> we're not just trying to, you know, use our franchises and just rake in the money. We're going to give you original ideas like mm-hmm. your inside outs, your ups, your ratatouilles. It's a nice, refreshing take. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it'd be something that I think other students could learn from a bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Definitely. So in a year's time. Mm-hmm. We're going to be seeing Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yeah, that's right. And we've been waiting for this since essentially they started filming. But yeah. it's the release of set photos, unofficial set photos, but we got them. Yeah, and plenty of them. Plenty of all oh, those tons, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it looks great. The costume looks awesome. Yeah. It's, it's it's you know I was surprised because I thought the costume was going to be a little different than Civil War, just because you know they they're in the business of selling figures and merchandise. Right. So I thought the the costume was going to be a little different. But I like the original design in the first place. So Totally on board with it. Um, it's interesting to see that there's not so much CGI, obviously, now. This is just set photos, right? Yeah. So it's interesting yeah. to see the suit without the, uh, the CGI uh, masking. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they're probably going to pull some sort of CGI sheen over sheen it. or a filter of some yeah. sort, right? Yeah. But my biggest thing, like I mentioned to you guys offline, is the backpack. Yes. Spider-Man in a backpack for all you hardcore, sweaty <laughs> Spider-Man nerds out there. <laughs> this guy's in the backpack. is just the coolest thing. And I almost got on my seat in Amazing Spider-Man 1 in that shot when he had the backpack. So to see this footage here, I'm just I'm in love with it. So, yeah, nothing but uh, positive thoughts. So, Troy, you're a big Spider-Man fan, I take it? Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah. there's been, about four costumes we could say that's been uh, in the cinematic universe. We've had Tobey Maguire, Red Suit. Black Suit. We've had Black Suit, yeah. we've had Andrew Garfield, and now we've had this. Two, two actually, for uh, Andrew Garfield. Oh, you got two. One and two were different. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so where would you put this? Would you put this number one? Would you put this near the bottom, in the middle? Where does this rank for you? Yeah, you know, um, Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 2 was a horrible movie. <laughs> that costume was, like, spot on. I think that might have been the best Spider-Man costume I've ever seen. It's right out of the comics, right? Yeah. Kind of has, like, that Mark Bagley uh, look. But this one here, I like it because it's very original, but it, it, it gets the Spider-Man look, you know? Anybody can look at this costume like that, Spider-Man. And I really like the size of the eyes. I love the color of the blue. And, uh, yeah, I love everything about this costume. So, to rank it, I'd probably put this maybe one or two, and then Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 2 would be, you know, today one, tomorrow two. Yeah. Um, everything else below that, I, I currently care less about. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the uh, black costume from Tobey Maguire's. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, yeah. the movie wasn't that great, but yeah. the black costume looked awesome, I thought. Yeah, you know, that's funny. That might be my, my worst, just because... What? <laughs> yeah, because the uh, Secret Wars Spider-Man black suit is so iconic with the white yeah. spider yeah. on the chest. You know, he had the white webbings on the on the wrists. And yeah. It was iconic. And for them to just basically make the Sam Raimi suit black, is just, they just put a black overlay over there. <laughs> yeah, it's a little disappointing on my end. But, I, but it was cool to see on the big screen. Don't patronize me. You hated it. <laughs> what about you, Tim? I mean, are you a big Spider-Man guy? Seems like you're more of a Avengers. Yes, yeah, in the Avengers camp. But I don't say like I do like the Amazing Spider-Man suits. Yeah. The originals mm-hmm. from this the Raimi trilogy again, they're classics. The first time we're seeing this yeah. in action, web slinging, yeah. and all that. So that that holds a, a particular point or a special point of nostalgia for me. For sure. But I really did like this recent adaptation in oh, Civil yeah. War. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Something different. Yeah. And it, it harkened back to kind of the Ditko era. Yes. Which yeah, I really liked and really can appreciate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And so I like them taking inspirations from different eras of Marvel comics, from Spider-Man comics, sure. and kind of projecting that onto the screen. And I like the idea. I'm assuming we're going to get some other suit maybe in this. But I like the idea of continuity through yeah. into at least the start of right. Spider-Man Homecoming. He's got the same suit. It's it's nice to see stuff evolving, like the Iron Man suit and that. And you can yeah. kind of buy into that. But this kid doing kind of the web-slinging and, and you know becoming a superhero with the support of Tony Stark, mm-hmm. you would probably expect that the suit that he gave him is probably good enough to last through. Yeah. You know, Civil War sure. into his next movie. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like the one when he's wrestling against uh, Macho Man Randy yeah. Savage. Oh, yeah. Bonesaw. <laughs> yeah. You got two minutes. Bonesaw. <laughs> so you guys do a Bonesaw impersonation, but you won't sing along to Oompa Loompa? <laughs> hate you guys. <laughs> Macho Man, man. <laughs> R.I.P. Macho Man. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, Sanjay, you brought to our attention an interesting article. That's right. Regarding Ghostbusters and an Empire Magazine <laughs> photo shoot. Yeah. Particularly the cover. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think these days we're overly critical of stuff. This thing kind of just bothered me. I feel like this movie is getting a lot of hate, unjustifiably. I mean, as a Batman v Superman fan, I can understand, you know, fans of Ghostbusters. They must get so sick and tired of every time anything this movie does, it just gets hated on. So if you haven't seen the cover, it's pretty harmless in my opinion. All it is is the four girls in the background, uh, and then it's Chris Hemsworth in the middle because he plays the secretary in the film. And people are complaining, saying that, oh, of course they showed the man in the middle. Of course he's the center of attention. I don't get it. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I I think it was just overblown. And then again, who knows who's complaining about this, but I thought that was just really dumb. Just taken away from the movie. I mean, I'm really excited for Ghostbusters, and I'm going to see it probably opening weekend, and we'll do our whole podcast review around it, but... Yeah, what are your guys' thoughts? I mean, am I overly uncritical, or do you feel like it's justifiably reason to hate this cover? I think people tend to just heap on negativity onto this movie in particular. Because if you look at the article, and I'm sure there's all sorts of criticisms of this, but it's a couple tweets from random people. I don't know if these are famous people or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's I don't really think it's even... Like, as you explained it, like, the girls are in the background and Hemsworth's no, up front. Yeah, no. It's more of a cross-section yeah. of the yeah. four of them. And yeah, he's in the middle, but it's symmetrical, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like, I really don't know. I think, again, this thing is just, it, for whatever reason, it's got this dark cloud hanging over top yeah. of it. Yeah. And it's going to continue that way. And it's because it's just charged with this feminism. And, you know, people were pissed that they, they made it all females at first. And now they're pissed that the man's in the middle. Yeah gives a shit <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's no. ridiculous and I mean it's, it's a poster right it's a movie yeah. poster you can yeah. look at tons of posters out there and they, they, they do things to market the movie based on you know characters and actors right yeah, yeah. so Chris Hemsworth is a pretty big deal you know? yeah. so, so are the other ladies don't get me wrong yeah. but I just think it's just a little silly for people to be reacting that way over yeah. a man in the middle I agree Yeah. enough negativity towards Ghostbusters let's talk about some positivity Ghostbusters next time you know, this movie, I think, is going to do great, so... I'm rooting for it. Yeah. I yeah. It's going to be Independence Day. No, no, no. This has a great cast. Not. I mean, great yeah. director, great cast. cast. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be a dickhead again and <laughs> rip a movie apart, so I'm hoping that it's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it's not, let's get you drunk and then go to it. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> As I have to take seven pisses. <laughs> Miss half a movie. You can still oh, come man. back. <laughs> if I did that to Independence Day, I would have liked it a lot better. <laughs> Um, so we're going to be talking lots of comics this episode, yes. particularly DC Rebirth. Before we get into that, Marvel has been dropping all kinds of new stuff, from Civil War to Captain America, which we're going to hold off on. We're going to let that marinate a bit yeah. and see where that goes in the end, because there's been lots of reveals recently, uh, which we quite haven't got to. So we're going to leave that and maybe discuss that further down the road. Sweet. 
Are you guys a fan of the Marvel Prelude comics? So these are the comics that are tied directly to the cinematic universe and are part of continuity, part of canon. And they're usually of minor characters and kind of setting up the movie. So you have them from everything from Iron Man 2, I believe, yeah. right through to now Doctor Strange, which drops this week. Yeah, you know, I, I, I respect them, but I tend to stay away from when it comes to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I, I haven't even dipped in them, but I have heard you know, what you've had to say about yeah. them. They seem pretty neat. They're nice. Yeah. They're a nice supplemental piece. Like, they really don't give away much. This one in particular, they had preview pages cool. that okay. they released. So the, the whole issue comes out this week, this Wednesday. Yeah. But this one just shows, it kind of gives you, it's about um, Wong, and nice. it, it's set in London, and it gives you a bit of an idea of some of the timeline, because there is a reference to Dark Elves in London. So it gives you an idea oh. of where oh, this is sitting. I like that. Continuity yeah, that's I like cool. This. I didn't even think of that yeah. connection. Yeah, so it's yeah. post Thor 2. See, I might be interested in picking this up just for the fact in Winter Soldier they dropped the Stephen Strange reference. Yep, that's so right. I'd really like to know where is this going to fit. Right? Exactly. Yeah. So that is going to be the confusing thing about Doctor Strange. Yeah. Where does this sit? I'm guessing it's more or less concurrent from probably before Winter Soldier yeah. right through until after Civil War. That's right. Yeah. Um, like we, I know we had discussed this in the past when we looked at the Doctor Strange trailer, but... I'm guessing because there's a reference in Winter Soldier yeah. that there's going to be some sort of like stretched out training montage timeline yeah, thing exactly. where it goes basically through to present day MCU and Doctor Strange emerges, right? Just Rocky music and it's him lifting the weights yeah. in uh, the <laughs> Siberia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Growing the long beard and just doing all the uh, punching rocks and stuff. Yeah. You're the best around. <laughs> in case you haven't heard, this is our musical episode, so... Yeah. Uh, Strap in. Yeah, Broadway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So be sure to check the Doctor Strange <laughs> prelude out. They usually go pretty quick off the shelves, and they're hard yeah, to find after. There. Yeah. So they're usually hard to find. Usually they ship in small quantities. Yeah. And unfortunately, by the time you're listening to this, they're probably all gone. Yeah. <laughs> but, but if they're still there, grab them. If you've mastered time travel, go back <laughs> yeah. and pick them up. Yeah, Are you point. in for a treat? Yeah. <laughs> um, in celebration of Independence Day, American Independence Day... Marvel dropped a new book that's going to be coming out this fall called yeah. USA Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, it's like a go. play on words. So, <laughs> sure it is. so right now, Sunspot he's he's running AIM Avengers Idea Mechanics. Yeah, and it's going to have yeah he is a very busy guy. So this roster is a bit unique. So yeah. we've got Squirrel Girl, Pod, Red Hulk. And Daniel Cage, which is the future Captain America, daughter of Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. There's also Cannonball and Tony Ho, which is um, Yinsen, the guy that helped Iron Man escape from the Afghan or Vietnam Whichever prison or whatever it was. Yeah, well. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's the new Iron Patriot. Oh, cool. Going out uh... of kind of this timeline because we've got we talked about it before. Yeah. Spoilers, but yeah. the. You haven't really read it probably, Sanjay, but... <laughs> That's all right. I well, probably really never does. will. Also, so she's going by Iron Patriot, not War Machine? Yeah, I believe it's like she's got the big Iron Patriot suit on. Like, it's a big, oh. huge Hulk-looking thing. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. It's, it's, it's the, I got an image up right now. It's, it's not this one? No. Oh, okay. So that's someone else then. Yes, yeah, so this okay. that's this that's a different person. So that, that, oh. that the War Machine character is out of the Invincible Iron Man. Yes, and there's a new Iron Patriot. Gotcha. Uh, which is this Tony Ho? 
Gotcha. Cool. So yeah, so it's again this changing of the status quo in the Marvel they're universe. Doing it like yeah. every six months now. Exactly, yeah. and we got another image yeah. from this. So they've been dropping hints kind of periodically throughout the last couple of weeks, yeah. and they've been using this like you know divided we stand yes. sort yeah. of title. Yeah. And they finally released the full image of this. That's right. And again, the editor in chief stressed that this wasn't a reboot. This wasn't a two teams fighting. This isn't another event. This is just purely a status quo status change. Quo where they are. Exactly. Okay. That's that's nice to know. This is like another giant event. So this yeah. is the, essentially what comes out of Civil War Two. That's right. So we're barely into Civil War. And we've already got <laughs> seen what's coming out the other side of it, which yeah. Yeah, at times I get a bit frustrated For with. For sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. But looking at the image itself. So yeah. you just Google Divided We Stand. They got this new image. It's basically yeah. two teams, or they say they're not teams, but they're setting something up here. And yeah. it's just filled with different oh, characters. Yeah. And there's some really noticeable absences as right? well. Big time. And that's what's getting a lot of the buzz yeah. is the fact that Iron Man's not there. Yeah. Peter Fal- Parker's Spider-Man. Peter Parker, Falcon's not there Falcon's or Falcon, yeah. Captain America's not there. Yeah. So there's a lot of prominent characters that aren't present, but there is some interesting people. So prominent in the front of one side is Doctor Doom right. holding Iron Man's helmet. That is something else. Right oh, there, right? that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Which is a big part of Invincible Iron Man right He's now. He's been a big deal there. Exactly. Yeah. And Doctor Doom is kind of ch- taking a new form, yeah. and somewhat reformed himself. And yeah. you always get this idea that there's something underlying there. Yeah. So that's a really good book to pick up, and it's probably oh, fantastic. What they're trying to do is probably tell you these are the characters to maybe follow a bit because yeah. they're going to be more prominent coming out, maybe getting ongoing series or that's part right. of the larger team, team. Yeah. going forward. And yeah, some other unique ones in there. There's, um, you know, Jessica Jones is coming back. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Captain Marvel's big. Thor Odinson. Thor is yeah. interesting, right? Because he's, uh, it's a different looking Thor. It's obviously the original Thor that we all know, but he has yeah. a big status quo look. Yeah, and he's got yeah, yeah the, the haircut. Right. And so he's, we might see the movie coming Exactly. Out and oh. he's getting a, a new ongoing series as well. Right. Um, Thor Odinson. So that's interesting. And on the other side, you know, it's, it's, it's fronted by the new War Machine. Yes. And then we got everyone in there from Squirrel Girl, Gwenpool, Miss America, yeah. Prowler, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and there's you know Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. So yeah. a lot of traditional characters, yeah. but with new people behind the mask. That's right. Yeah. Which Hulk do you think that is? That's the is that I think. Amadeus? Yeah, that's somebody's child. That's okay. the oh, totally awesome Hulk. Cool. Oh, cool. Um, and then I think probably Fing Fang Foom's leg in there well that's what i was wondering if it's fake fang foom or this new character called u.s kaiju or american oh, okay. kaiju or something other because it's a oh, big okay. well, kaiju's a huge yeah it's kaiju that's out of the aim book or the um whatever the Stand- one end of standoff or something yeah. Isn't it? yeah 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 so i don't know fake fang foom would be cool interesting yeah so yeah again this constant evolving of characters yeah. and trying mm-hmm. you know this is one thing that marvel does constantly is changing up their rosters right. And new number ones yeah. and new teens. And it's something that DC is starting to build into as yeah. well, right? Yeah. What do you think of that, though? Do you get a little fatigued after all? Would you like to just kind of sink your teeth into the universe for at least a year or two <clears throat> before they change the status quo? Because we've gone from Marvel Now to all new, all different to now <laughs> this. And I think there's something, even something else before the Marvel Now. And it's just a constant, like, yeah. well, let's just, let's just get to know these characters of uh, who they are at the moment, right? Yeah, I agree. Like... As me who doesn't read that much Marvel, yeah. it would be good to kind of go in knowing, okay, I'm going to have this Captain America and he's going to be my Captain America for the next six to ten years or yeah. something like that. Like, I think that might be unrealistic, but it's nice to know that these characters who you grew up with are still these characters. You know, that's one thing that why I kind of gravitated more towards DC when I was starting to read comics is that, you know, with the New 52, Bruce Wayne as Batman, Clark Kent as Superman. Yeah. 
when I pick up Captain America and I see Sam Wilson's Captain America, unless I've watched the movies, you know, you're probably not going to know a lot about Falcon unless right. you're really like a hardcore Marvel fan. Exactly. So in that sense, you know, it kind of it kind of does sway like one way or the other. So sure. I, I'm kind of more on the fence of I like the traditional superheroes as who they were when they were in like the 30s up Introduce. until now. Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes it works. Like if you look at The Flash with Wally West. People swear by him as like their Flash, the pivotal Flash. Yeah, right? yeah. He was Flash from like what after like the seventies or yeah, all the way to like the nineties. Yeah, right? so twenty years. That's yeah, a long that's time. Huge. Yeah. Yep. Same with Green Lantern. So not to derail this Marvel talk. Sorry, Tim. He's just getting <laughs> mad okay. at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for me, it's normally you know the first is typically the best. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I agree. What, what are your thoughts? The, the nice thing, though, about this, and the reason that I sometimes I'm like, oh, there's a lot of new characters here, but they still have your bedrock characters have ongoings. If you look right now, Cap's got his new book back. Yeah. We've got Iron Man books. We've mm-hmm. got Guardians books, right? So yeah. there's always those books you can lean back on. Yeah. And they're just trying to reintroduce some of these characters. And you look recently, some of the characters have come quite big. Is yeah. Spider-Gwen is yeah. big yeah. now. Miles. And yeah, Miles. That's Morales right. is huge yeah. now. And so it's giving characters... You know, it's it's almost like just putting them out there yeah. and seeing what takes. That's true. And yeah. then it's just small experiments, right? That's and true. they try this all the time. And this is how we get evolution of characters. Again, another one, Sam Wilson Cap. Right. I love that character yeah. now. And he's sticking and, around still. Exactly. Right? He'll be yeah. around, I think, as Cap for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And we see kind of now we have multiple caps and multiple floors and yeah. again um thor jane foster, jane foster yeah she's yeah. stuck around yeah. she's a big fan favorite now yeah. and you're seeing like the new miss marvel and, the, and evolving captain marvel is a big one too so it's giving the characters the opportunity to do something different and yeah. i think that's what we're doing here and you'll see these characters fade into the background sure. right ones that don't work they'll give whomever like uh, kate bishop uh, hawkeye is another character that's doing quite well in the yeah. hawkeye series but they'll give them series right. and just they'll you know maybe get five issues and then right. fade into obscurity maybe like amadeus i don't know if amadeus is doing so well uh, no totally <laughs> and awesome. they may start to supplement them with other characters right. and have team-ups and stuff like that to actually kind of maybe thrust these characters in. Yeah. And it's just trying to change things. And, and again, I'm in big favor of having the, the original Classics. Marvel characters, classic yeah. characters in their own ongoing series yeah. and as part of Avengers. But yeah. I'm okay with changing. So they can always come back, yeah. right? Yeah. And I'd rather them try different things and then me find one or two things that I really like right. as opposed to just having a consistent run of the same characters fighting same villains yeah. and doing similar things. We have to see these guys changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, just become stale. But do you not think they tie themselves a little bit, like doing it so close to each other? Because like, uh, what we, was it Secret Wars was not too, yeah. too long ago. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It would be nice to have a bit of a break from yeah. these constant changes of status quo. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Like, it's it, it does get tiresome. And it's kind of like, oh, I have to go... And get a whole new series yeah. of Avengers books or whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or is there something new I'm going to try to dip my toe in? But yeah. I think for the time being, they usually leave their mainstays alone. That's true. Because Iron Man really hasn't changed that much. Right. There's been like some different storylines. He's taken uh, you know different plot points and threads and that through. But at the same time, it's still basically your Tony Stark yeah. that you know, yeah. you know and love. And yeah. with Cap back now, and I know the story is changing. Right. But at the same time, you're getting back to that Hydra yeah. and Winter Soldiers yeah. in there. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. But I will kind of agree with yeah. you that it does maybe happen too quick. Yeah. yeah. And I'd like them to leave some of this maybe further into the future where 
we're not like looking at the end of Civil War before I've read yeah, Civil War III, yeah, right? yeah, definitely. And but this is all about solicitation, right? So yeah. that's the the new solicitation coming out for the fall. That's mm-hmm. right. And I guess it's comic books, right? Like you know, comic books are getting harder and harder to sell. So I guess they got to do so much, so many different marketing yeah. techniques. Yeah, too. exactly. But uh, I don't know if you have it going on there. What what about this new thing going on with Marvel? I quit. Have you been seeing those things? No, no. So there's been these 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 images that have come up. Um, Cyclops from the all new all different X Men. I believe it says I quit. So, and you've seen one with Miles Morales, I quit. Uh, totally Awesome Hulk says, I quit. So you don't know, maybe these guys will leave the team after the events of Civil War. Oh. So that's another thing I was looking at here, which is like, well, why would some of these characters still be here if they have this whole I quit thing going yeah. on? So Maybe they quit smoking and they just want you to know. Maybe. That's, that's a hell of a campaign. <laughs> I quit. You can too. Speaking about campaigns. Yeah. <laughs> What a segue. <laughs> That's awesome. Spider-Gwen Annual, number one, had a very interesting character. Yeah. So this is set in an alternate universe where Gwen Stacy gets bitten by the radio- radioactive spider, not Spider-Man. Yeah. But there's a small story in there with the future Captain America fighting MODOK. Okay. This is a new yeah. MODOK. Oh, a very okay. different MODOK. Yeah. A very... A presidential? Oh. Not even close. <laughs> Interesting. The this Hillary is... Clinton Modoc. Nah, this is slightly different. This okay. is a take on maybe someone that's Bernie you know, Sanders. Cool. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is the mental organism designed as America's king. Oh. This is the Trump Modoc. Oh, interesting. <laughs> all right, all right. That's funny. So Marvel's taking a swipe. And maybe put themselves in one camp yeah, <laughs> at so. Donald Trump here. And they've given his likeness to the MODOK in this Gwen Stacy universe. That's hilarious. That's funny. And it's quite funny, actually, to <laughs> yeah. see Captain America beating the shit out of him. Oh, nice. <laughs> and he even utters the reference as he's getting beat up, make America... Doesn't get quite through it, oh. but oh, get there. No if there's any question whether or not this is actually a hit at Trump yeah. or a swipe oh. at Trump. <laughs> it's not like you're fired. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's kind of interesting yeah. to see. I, I kind of like that. I, it's, pre, it's pretty funny. I like it. I like it too. But is there any doubt that if you know Trump was running in the Marvel Universe, probably Iron Man would vote for him? I'm just going to it up there. So. <laughs> He's a, he owns his own business. You yeah. know? I'm just saying. Would that take away your affinity for a character if you discovered in the Marvel Universe, say, like, Spider-Man or Captain America voted for Trump? Would you be like, oh, man, like... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know Spider-Man won't because uh, issue 5061, I think, Amazing Spider-Man, he teams up with uh, Barack Obama. So oh. <laughs> I know my boy Peter Parker stayed away from that guy. <laughs> the, the whole bigotry and yeah. all that. We're going to wait into political topics here, but... <laughs> this isn't a political podcast? Yeah. No! Make our podcast great again, Tim. Wow. <laughs> it was great when it was just Tim and Troy, and then Sanjay came on and ruined it. You know, these people, they sneak into these podcasts here uninvited. We're getting too crowded at this table. We need to do better controls. It's a little too diverse. I think what they're going to do is they're going to build a wall around this podcast, make me pay for it, and keep me out. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> Speaking about life parodies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's keep them coming. Yeah. Marvel had another interesting comic they released. It was Spider-Man Deadpool issue number six. Yeah. Okay. They had some real life in the comic universe commentary 
on the state of comic book movies, in particular Batman v Superman, Civil War, the Spider-Man constant reboots, and Deadpool and Fox. So it's a fun issue. I'd go check it out. So there are some references to Spider-Man being rebooted a few times, Deadpool, and actually name-dropping Ryan Reynolds. Really? That's awesome. The best one, (laughs) by far, is Marvel's backhanded swipe at Batman Superman. So no, there's there's a yeah. really yeah, there's a really cool poster in the background that's Nighthawk versus Hyperion. Yeah. yeah. Which are both stand-ins in the Marvel universe from the Squadron Supreme right. for yeah. Batman and Superman. And it's tagged Yawn of Boredom. Yeah. <laughs> wow, but, but, they threw and, down. And, and who else better to do it than Deadpool? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's just brilliant. So it's, like, it's a lighthearted take on everything. Oh, yeah. They even poke fun at the X-Men saying they're kind of X-Men are standing around and they're kind of like, why is no one talking to us? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean... I'm a big Batman v Superman fan, but man, I can laugh at that. That's funny. Like sometimes people take these things too seriously. Oh yeah, that's no, nice, lighthearted fun, and like get it being it's delivered by Deadpool and Spider Man. You're kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. Of this this acknowledgement of the the movie universe yeah. and yeah. all that. And they're both victims of it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right, so guys, we are here to talk about DC Comics Rebirth. Yeah. Yay! So the month of June. Had the relaunch. If are we calling this a relaunch or reboot? Like, what is this? What do you guys think? I, I, I definitely would say it's a reboot. Yeah, it's uh, almost a relaunch. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, reorganization. It's, it's it's like refaith or something. You know, it's like yeah. It, so. Yeah, rebirth it, is a good term for it's, it. It's like restoring. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's a yeah. good one. It's a yeah, restoring because you know we're, we're bringing back characters that we love pre pre new fifty two Superman. Right, we're getting uh, some plot lines explained basically that we're, we're missing in the original new 52 so uh i just gotta say june's been a wicked month for comics yeah right? oh this hasn't has just it been awesome if yeah you're dc and if you're marvel this is fantastic yeah so, so this is the first time we're seeing the renumbering of the the dc comics line since 2011 right yes. the the new yeah. 52 initiative that dropped and we're getting these books twice monthly some of them yeah and what's nice about them that i liked is the cover price 2.99 yeah, yeah. So it's a nice break from Marvel Studios <laughs> yeah. which, which entices you a bit more. But I guess at the end of the day, you're still spending about two bucks more, right? Yeah, so you're yeah. twice right. monthly. Exactly. Yeah. But um, I, I don't think that's going to last. There's no way it can. Even now, there's talk of some of the books being pushed back because twice a month is just that's, not that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of story. That's a lot of yeah. story. Yeah. You know? It's going to get old real fast. Like yeah. I love these stories, but if you're reading them twice a twice a month like there's not enough time you know no. you can't really properly digest the stories in. especially with the art that they've been yeah doing right now like the art is incredible yeah. I, I give it six months yeah to keep up with this uh to a month christmas time and then oh well, yeah better, they're right. gonna pump more books out for some of these in the first you know year than they would have in the first four years in the new 52 yeah. order, right yeah. so yeah there's gonna be a lot of books coming out and can you guys just give me kind of a brief rundown of I know New Fifty Two is a lot, <laughs> lot to condense down into a couple of sentences. But you know, were you guys happy with the direction that New Fifty Two was going up until the point that they got to? Uh, you know, we'll start off with me. I, I actually never really had any problems with New Fifty Two because I jumped in off through Batman. And if mm-hmm. you've been reading Batman pre New Fifty Two and then going into New Fifty Two, you probably had no problem with it. The story was great. It's Scott Snyder that's yeah. writing this book and Greg Capullo. Like, oh. you, you can't complain when it comes to those two. So I never had a problem with it. But, you know, as I got into Superman, that's when I kind of started seeing some holes. I didn't yeah. really start appreciating the new 52 Superman until maybe 
your friend John Romano Jr. started drawing <laughs> on the book. Yeah. Um, and then once they kind of made the announcement that they're killing Superman, that's when a lot of people actually really started to appreciate the new 52 Superman because he started doing some pretty cool things. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but but then, they, you know, they brought back the, the new 50, or sorry, the pre-new 52 uh, Superman, which is, goes by Clark White, I believe. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. so he's from the original... Uh, timeline that we all know so now that he's back uh things are things are looking pretty good oh for, that's for cool the, for this universe yeah. yeah yeah um for me the new 52 was my jumping point into comics without it i probably wouldn't be reading comics and doing this podcast here today wow. so i owe a lot to the new 52 yeah. it was an easy jumping on point everything started at one everything started again you know there were some plot holes so if you were a long time reader i could understand your frustration with the series yeah Definitely, but as a new reader, I absolutely loved it, and I'm sad to see it go, but, you know, I really am enjoying this new Rebirth, so... Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so this is, from my perspective, this is meant to get people into DC Comics, right? So this is an attempt at saying, here's new number ones, you you don't have to worry about continuity of the new 52, but do you think weaving back in the old kind of legacy continuity, which they seem to be doing, is going to deter people once they get into them? And I'll give my comments on that coming into this as we go through this kind of week by week as to how I feel about coming into this. But do you guys from as more DC readers feel that it's going to be a bit more difficult than say a clean wipe slate like the the original New 52 relaunch was? Well, it wasn't technically, like it was supposed to be a clean wipe slate, but they did keep around a lot of old continuity. So it just got confusing, I think. Well, yeah, you know, uh, going into it, I think New 52 actually kind of had the right idea of getting like new uh, youth into, yeah. the, into the comics, you know, yeah. you start the characters because I, I mean, it worked for me, it worked for Sanjay, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing it was is that you you lost a lot of experience that these heroes have had. Mm-hmm. Superman mm-hmm. was like trained; he knew how to like save the world. Batman, everybody had this experience, this this this, this legendary presence to them. Whereas when you started with the New Fifty Two, they were all young and they were yeah. all inex- inexperienced, right? Right. So that was kind of weird. But I don't know if this rebirth really. I love it. Batman really works to bring in a new audience because really you're not really doing anything to do that. If that mm-hmm. makes any sense, you're basically just reestablishing the university set in the first place, which was before New 52, and connecting it with the New 52. But I don't really know how it brings in a new audience because it's not like they're really attacking the DC movie line and kind of trying to connect it to that. That would make yeah. more sense to me. Yeah. And it's because maybe the lack of movies they have it right now. Yeah. So there's not this familiarity with people like Aquaman, yeah. you have Flash TV show, you have Green Arrow TV show, so you yeah. have avenues in there. Yeah. But it's when you get some of the more obscure characters into Green Lanterns that you're having a difficult time. And also the the twist, so we're going to go full spoilers here yeah. on the DC Rebirth for the June issues, the, the big 80-page the big issue as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So big spoilers here. So if you haven't read that stuff or you're working into it, um, just be aware. Yeah. This integration of Watchmen into it as well yes. is a bit confusing for some people, I think. Oh, from, my, sure. from yeah. my perspective, right? You're getting this concept and this idea that something else is going on, but as someone coming into comic books and into DC, I would say that I don't know if this is something that's happened before right. or if it's something that is kind of slowly being revealed, which it turns out that's what it is, right? Exactly. So yeah. you as DC readers from past and present you don't in the know of what's going on. You have maybe a bit better idea of some of the characters and yeah. how they've changed, but you, there's still that kind of lingering thread that they're pulling through that you don't know yet, right? Because you, you know it's not a clean wipe and you know they're reintegrating and reweaving yeah. with the idea of enticing new people in, yeah. but I'm still not fully there. Right. I, I think for them, they're going after the target audience of people who used to read DC and then jumped off when the new 52 hit. Yeah. 
Because if you look at when the New 52 hit, the first issues were selling like hotcakes. I think like all top 10 selling comics were all DC comics that first month. Yeah. So, I mean, DC has that, it has that star power of Batman and Superman. And I think it was lacking in the last couple months of New 52. I mean, you look at Superman sales, they were way down. Yeah. So if you bring that up, then it gets a little bit closer, closes the gap between the lead that Marvel has and DC in second place. And I think that's what they're trying to do. Obviously, they're trying to catch Marvel. There's no secret to that. They want yeah. to be number one. For I mean, sure. there's that number one. There's that prestige factor to being the number one selling comic book company in the world. And so they're trying to close that gap. And I think they realize that we, not we, because they don't give me anything, so not <laughs> we. <laughs> but I think they realize that... Um, you know, they don't have to go after the Marvel readers. They just have to go after the readers that they lost from New 52. Did they feel they lost that many people? I think so. I think they, so. They did. Yeah. There was a lot of backlash. That people really didn't like that Superman. Yeah. They really didn't like uh, the, the new 52 Superman at all. So what they're, I guess what they're trying to do is is bring back on the people they lost, but also keep the people that they gained for sure. Sure. from the New 52 for sure. and kind of melding those audiences yeah. together. Yeah. I think anybody that likes New 52 will love Rebirth going yeah. forward it's just they really got to pull on the people that like the classic dc line yeah absolutely and maybe with the collectors collecting number ones they'll pick it up as well and then maybe people who just read nothing but marvel may be kind of curious and say oh it's 2.99 for an 80 page issue yeah tim and yeah <laughs> you know i love the dark knight trilogy yeah maybe i'll pick it up and i'll see what i like and maybe they'll catch some of those viewers yeah. or readers as well yeah. So we have an interesting cross-section of readership at the table right now. So we have myself, who's prominently a Marvel reader. So first time really going into DC books. We have Sanjay, who is almost exclusively a DC reader. And we have Troy, who jumps back and forth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, settle down, fans. Settle down. So I'm really pumped to see where we all lie here. Because you're getting kind of, you know, the whole, almost the whole spectrum of readership, with the exception of a brand new reader, right? To comic books. Yeah. So before we get into this, we're going to go kind of week by week and just talk about some of the main points in the books not kind of go through them each in detail and write and review them all it's let's just highlight some of the stuff that's important for people to know and understand if they're kind of sitting on the fence or if there's some uh, interest in what's going on if you guys have some commentary that you can add to it that'll help people like myself cool. uh, kind of understand what's going on in particular and stuff like the batman series the flash series and and stuff like that but cool. one thing i want to clarify first so okay. this is one of my points of confusion so from the the end of may the big dc 80 page special right yeah so they've established this concept that 10 years are missing yeah is that the new 52 10 years that is missing like what what is missing like which timeline is that missing from this is one point where i I don't quite understand yes yes that's that's kind of that's kind of funny so you're wondering if it's 10 years of the new 52 or if it's 10 years of the pre-new 52 yeah so are we resetting back to flashpoint and erasing to some degree, the new fifty-two continuity. Yeah. I see. I think it's it's the pre-new fifty-two, uh, the original timeline. Why mm-hmm. saying that is because after reading uh, Titans Rebirth and Titan Hunt, which is the Teen Titans, basically remembering that they were the original Teen Titans. Because going into new fifty-two, the original Teen Titans with Dick Grayson was wiped. Yeah. It was actually um, Tim Drake's. Oh, Tim Drake. Yeah. yeah, that was like the first Teen Titans. So, anyways, the Teen Titans are. If you go back to Titan Hunt and whatnot, you can see back in the day there were younger kids, which looks like they're about sixteen, which would be about that ten year gap. Yeah. Now, oh, okay. a bit older. So, I'm thinking maybe it's probably taking place from the original timeline, which would be the pre New Fifty Two. Yeah, so yeah. you're you're erasing the fifty New Fifty Two continuity to some degree. That's right, because yeah. Wally West has been missing. Yeah, and I think it's because Wally West he's not at all in New Fifty Two. Yeah, so he's out of the time stream. Yeah, 
Yeah. Exactly. So I, I think it is 10 years prior. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't really make too much sense because then how's it explained Flashpoint? How do you explain... Uh, was it Crisis on Infinite Earth? Or... Yeah, I think because I think there was another reboot in between Crisis and Flashpoint. Yeah. So I think the that one was called uh, Infinite Crisis. Infinite I believe. Crisis on Earth. Yeah. yeah. It's, it has Crisis in the title, yeah. and that's the one where Superboy breaks out of reality by punching it yeah. <laughs> really hard. It worked. Okay, it was cool when it <laughs> happened. Um, and so it's Alexander Luther and all these cool stuff. So I think they kind of did a reboot there, but they did they kept the numbering the same. Yeah. So I think they're referencing that. So from that point on to Flashpoint, and then I guess they're erasing maybe those 10 years. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and then Flashpoint happens, and then it's New 52. Yeah. So so the characters that we're seeing, are they the New 52 incarnations of Batman, Superman, etc.? Or are they the pre-Flashpoint characters? See, that's, that's, the, that's the funny thing. That's what I've been trying to wrap my head around, because I thought, basically, it was the pre-New 52 characters have now something's been wiped and they've been changed into the new 52 which i still think that is the case so the dick grayson from rebirth at new 52 is still the same dick grayson in the, the pre-new 52 mm-hmm. the only thing that's weird is that the event that i believe you read convergence yeah that introduced the original superman from that timeline has somehow come from another universe into the new 52 yeah, okay. yeah. So that's why we have this superman now the original back in this universe that's the only key that's kind of weird for me everything else makes sense Batman we know from New 52 is still the same Batman from the classics yeah okay so what I'm what I'm hearing here is that we have the New 52 continuity that has been basically wiped from their minds but it's still the same characters from the New 52 the the, the pre-New 52 has been wiped from their minds so New 52 is still the same yeah Everything before pre, everything before New Fifty Two has been wiped from their minds, basically. And it's starting to, co- yeah. And the two realities are starting to blend together. Yeah. Like I don't know if you guys read Wonder Woman, but the whole issue sets up. She's saying like something is familiar, but something feels missing. Yes. Something feels wrong. Um, you know, this shouldn't be. And so she's kind of melding her two realities. Yeah, that, that mirror panel, right? Which yeah, oh, the and it, that's the best the splash page I think right. I've ever seen. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, you have to check it out. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor, check it out. It is just gorgeous art. And it has a whole bunch of Wonder Woman throughout the ages. And I think there's like the old school cheetah in it. And it's just yeah, fantastic. That, that's, my, that's my selling point. The art in Rebirth has just been phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. That was one of the uh, problems with New 52 because all the art looked the same. It all looked like Jim Lee art. Very defined. Yeah. Like I liked it, but like it didn't work for everything. Like It shouldn't work for like a Teen Titans book and a Flash book. But it would work really cool in the Justice League book and Suicide Squad. So then that's one thing people complain, and I think they really listen, and they're trying to give a more variety of artists out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm still a little confused, but we're yeah. going to jump right into, into all this. And so there's this hinging factor that Dr. Manhattan might have been the one responsible for erasing whatever it, 10 years is it, gone. Exactly. So going into New 52 in the first place, we all thought it was simply the fact that Barry Allen went back to save his mom, came back, had the butterfly effect, and it wiped everything. Yeah. We all, that's what we all thought until the beginning of June. We now realize that it's Dr. Manhattan yeah. that's actually behind it. And Wally West is kind of hogging his tracks right now, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Good. So I look forward to, to sorting this particular issue out. Yeah. <laughs> but let's let's look at the week one. So they, they had a basically two kind of launches here. So they had the rebirth tagged issues, yeah. all yeah. number ones, and they're basically like zero issues, I would call them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or point five issues or right. whatever you want to call them, right? And so we had everything from Batman through to Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, all that, with the rebirth tag. And then Kind of following into the second, third, fourth week of June, we also had 
the ongoing number ones, yes. which kicked off a new set of stories for the individual characters. That's right. And and June saw the release basically of your your mainstays, your Justice League mainstays yep. in their individual ongoing books mm-hmm. as well as Detective Comics and the other one, Action Comics. Action Comics, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> There's 900 issues to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to cover here those issues, and then as we go into July, August, we're going to get some of the other ongoing series like Justice League of America and yeah. so on and so forth in similar rebirth and new ongoing fashion for sure. So kicking off the Rebirth event was this 80-page issue that we spoke about that Jeff Johns did, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was nicely priced at two ninety nine. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a bargain. Yeah, and this really kind of gives you the settings. That's your new DC foundation, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you mind taking me through some of the important points in this um, that I should be focusing in on for getting into the larger continuity here? The one thing I really liked about this is it kind of set the table for new readers. So it just gave you a little bit of tidbits of certain characters. You got to see Green Arrow and Black Canary. You got to see their romance again. You got to see Aquaman and Mera continue their romance. You got to see a little bit about Flash and Wally West and... Their romance. And yeah, well, technically Flash is Wally West. Their bromance was... Pr- Honestly, that panel where he looks like he's going to die... Oh. Man, that's I'm raising a hand. I shed a tear. It was beautiful. Yeah, that that was that was something else. It was beautiful, and wow. you, you know, I knew he was gonna get saved, but it didn't feel like he was. And I don't know if wow. it's just like I was just like, oh, he's not gonna get saved. Yeah. He's gonna die. Was that in this eighty page issue? Is, yeah, it's in two kind of. It's, it's in eighty page. It's, it's in the rebirth. Yeah, Flash to touch on it again. Yeah, exactly. But oh, I didn't okay. know Wally West was gonna live, so I was like, oh, they're actually gonna kill this guy off. Yeah, they're gonna want this guy back, and now they're gonna kill him off. I was like, oh, man. yeah, because he's not even in the new fifty two. So. It was very plausible he could have got killed off. His his his, his ex- explanation for the other Wally West was a little shifty, though. I thought that's kind of weird how they threw that in there. Oh, it's his cousin it's or like something? It's his cousin. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah I thought that's kind of, kind of it's weird. kind of like the same explanation of how um, in Fantastic Four, Mr. Fend- or, uh, was it Human Torch and Invisible Girl are the same family? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of the same explanation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that was a beautiful moment on, those, on the pages. And, and then you get to see a little bit more about batman and they talk a little bit about the joker and he says yeah. the joker's being arrested but he's being held and i think black eight there's like three different jokers there's three on. different jokers yeah and so that just blew my yeah. mind that's awesome yeah so i i don't even know like where they're going to go with that and who the three jokers are yeah I, I love this issue so much for the simple fact if you read flashpoint and you can read a couple issues of say you just followed that justice league and you pick up this book it just connects so well. You're, yeah. It's just like page by page. Oh, it's yeah. almost like DC knew what they're doing from the beginning. I know they didn't. But just <laughs> they they it's, fell it's, ass backwards so, into it. <laughs> they really did. And they pulled off so well. Again, the art's awesome. And I really love um, the whole Flashpoint stuff going on with, with Wally West. Yeah. I like to see, I like to see uh, Batman in there. You know, I, I, I just love this comic. Yeah, it's just a fantastic comic. And then the reveal at the end when you just you see Batman pull the little yeah, pin. Yeah. And then the epilogue when he says, like, nothing ever ends, Adrian. Nothing ever ends. And then you just see the doomsday clock. Oh, because that's, that's comedian, isn't it? Yeah. The, the pin, right? Yeah, yeah the pin's comedian. Yeah. And then nothing ever ends, I believe, is Dr. Manhattan. Dr. Manhattan yeah. Sure. yeah. And then Adrian, I believe, is Silk Spectre. A little off topic, going with the DC Birth. What do you guys think of the new DC logo? We never really touched oh, on that. Oh, yeah. What do you guys think of that one? I like it. It's kind of simple. It's clean. It, yeah. It's a throwback. Yeah. It's a bit, bit eh. Yeah, I don't like it. Eh. Really? Yeah, to be honest, I don't like it. I think it's way too simplistic Looks I like really the shoes. Liked, uh, <laughs> I really like the, the one they had before with like little the, I think you and I talked about yeah. this but it has a little page turning oh the leaf yeah, yeah. I, that's genius. I like yeah. that that was really cool but of course fans were complaining about that one as well so they had to change it yeah. but I kind of like it because it kind of sets a new tone I mean DC 
up until let's say May 30th or whenever Rebirth came out, people were hating on DC hard. Like DC was falling on hard times. They were falling way behind Marvel. People hated Batman v Superman. Yeah. Man of Steel was so decisive. It had been a long time since The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises left a good taste in anyone's mouth. Right. Even Watchmen people were decisive about that. That's true. So DC, I think, needed to kind of rebrand itself. And so this is kind of another way to separate themselves and kind of start a new era of DC, if you will. Yeah. And it seems to be working because if you look, a lot more of the stories now are positive about DC. Not only their stories, but you got the movies coming out, a lot of the positive news coming from there ultimate cut i'm just telling you it's a new it's a new day in the words of celine dion the other canadian superstar oh man don't, don't we just love celine dion what's your favorite celine dion song we're not going into this we got so many comments to get through my heart will go on <laughs> throw it out there so week one june 1st we had the dropping of batman rebirth Green Arrow, Superman, and Green Lanterns. Okay, so what do you guys feel? I mean, Tim just gave me uh, Arrow and Batman today, so I haven't read it. (laughs) What I I took out of Batman, so Batman was one of the first one I read, because I'm like, if this is my avenue into DC, it's probably going to be Batman. I was left a little bit confused. Okay. I felt like it was picking up somewhere off of a, a different plot point yeah. that I yeah, didn't yeah. quite understand. It's coming right off of New 52. Yeah, okay. Issue 52. It, it very much <laughs> felt like that. So we have the introduction of this Tom, or this Duke Thomas. Duke, yeah. And so he's becoming not a new Robin, but yeah. something else. He kind of set the mark for like, we are Robins, where he basically made a Robin assemble team. Okay. And he's basically on his own path and he's not going to be a Robin. Okay. Is it a cool new looking yellow suit, I guess? So we'll see how that looks. Yeah. So I was left, I'm going to say, slightly disappointed. Yeah. With the exception of, I really liked the Calendar Man. He was kind of a cool character. He was, it sounds ridiculous. When I first read it, I was like, when they first said the Calendar Man, I was like, ah, this sounds like something straight out of Batman 66. Yeah. But how they're doing, like how he he would die and then come back younger. Born out of the. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. The hand coming out of the mouth. Yeah. It's it's almost like a horror. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You definitely got a lot of horror vibes from Snyder's uh, last run, especially with Mr. Bloom and stuff. Yeah. It seems like they're taking that tone again. I mean, Batman works perfect for horror. For sure. Yeah. For sure. I guess with this, I'm a little, it's a little unfair for me to do this. I kind of compared it to a Batman uh, New 52, number one, which yeah. was just incredible. Oh, uh, such a good issue. It's just, right? It's phenomenal. But this, yeah, I totally get you. If you haven't been really keeping up with Batman, you're going to be a little uh, confused. Yeah. But again, the art's fantastic. I read it twice, actually, to really appreciate this issue, which... Yeah. It kind of uh, came around to me, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of a little boring in some spots too. Yeah. I don't really care for this new person they're introducing, Gotham, the hero. Oh, yeah, so that's okay. that's yeah. in the number one issue. Oh, right, that yeah. part there, yeah, that's yeah. A, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So and they also had Green Lantern. So I was hoping this was going to be my Guardians right. kind of way in. So yeah. it again, it picks up on a lot of details, specifically when it comes to the ring. So I'm familiar with the concept of the the, the different color spectrum and their mm-hmm. different emotions. Correct. Yeah. And will I think? Is yeah. That will right? fear, hope, yeah. love, hate, and rage, rage yeah. and death, and yeah. light. We'll go with that. Yeah. <laughs> Light is an emotion I have. <laughs> but it seems that we have these two, 
are they new lanterns? Yeah, they're Relative rookie lanterns. Yeah. Um, that Hal Jordan's kind of left said protector. <laughs> uh, what's her name? Cruz. Yeah, there's yeah, there's two of them. Yeah. There's Cruz and then there's Simon Baz. And Simon Baz is a cool one. He's I don't think there's a lot of Muslim superheroes out there. No. So he's one of the only ones, which was I thought a cool touch and a cool new take on a classic superhero. Yeah, yeah diversifying a bit. I like to see that. Yeah, yeah and it, it felt natural too. If you go back and read how he got his origin and how he got the ring, it was a cool story in the Green Lantern New Fifty Two run. Yeah. And Cruz as well was kind of a different take on it as well. I don't think there's been a female Green Lantern that's protected Earth. I mean, there's Pink Lantern, which was... Classic girl color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was cool in Dark Side Wars. She was, she was in Dark Side Wars. Yeah, yeah, the Green Lantern. Yeah, yeah. 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 Jessica Cruz is yeah. name. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. cool. Very cool story where she was like afraid of everything and then there was like this dark ring and then it found her because she was afraid of everything and then she got a green lantern ring because she was able to overcome great fear yeah so i thought that was an awesome uh segue into her origin for sure well and there, there seems to be this new one ring to rule them all sort of vibe going on at the oh, end of this so they gotta destroy it in mount mordor or yeah, something like that yeah <laughs> so i guess some guy this is just i'm literally like read these like with over the last week or so yeah. but you open some box and get the full spectrum coming out and so you get this i think what appears to be like this super powerful ring or oh, I don't know. okay it might be a white lantern ring maybe they'll reveal that because i think that's like the full color of the spectrum i don't know maybe it's a rainbow colored ring yeah, maybe. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> so another big one that dropped was the Superman Rebirth. Yes. So this is something that, again, picks up on New 52 continuity. Oh, so yeah. I went, I knew that there's something that this had connected up. So I went back and just kind of and Googled the Superman New 52, the end of it, right? Yeah. So that's where we saw the death of the New 52 Superman, correct? Yes. Okay, so how does he die? Because I haven't read that yet. He, like, he's, uh, a, lot of, a lot of things. A lot of things <laughs> killed him because he's, he's basically had like kryptonite poisoning. He's lost yeah. his powers from uh, Savage. There's a lot of things that's been going on. But um, yeah, uh, basically Clark White, which is the pre-New 52 Superman, him and New 52 Superman kind of team up for the last end, but it's yeah. Superman fights this other superman oh, that okay. overpowers it's it's kind of crazy but anyway superman ends up just kind of dying on earth and oh okay it, yeah it's you have to check it out so it's not doomsday anymore like they no, took he, him he, he, he fought doomsday already in new 52 like the new 52 doomsday yeah that's so disappointing i he, hated that story yeah which is kind of cool that you bring that up because this clark white kind of thinks oh i came back after I lost to Doomsday, maybe this Clark will come mm. back after losing. But yeah, oh okay, it's cool. Yeah, touch yeah. On that, so they right? do touch on that the, yeah. as, the aspect of the um, regeneration matrix, right? Yes, yeah, and the um, Fortress of Solitude there. Yeah, yeah. They, they can't bring him back. Yeah. So basically, the pre fifty two Superman yeah. is more or less forced to take up the mantle. Exactly. Right? Oh okay. Yeah. And so he's rocking that black suit for a little while. Which yeah. Oh, there's, there's so cool. Series, there's another series of the new fifty two called uh, Clark and Lois. Which mm-hmm. he's kind of been the Superman of New Fifty Two, but he's kind of been in the shadows doing things that other heroes aren't doing. Right? Oh, so, cool! But now he has to come out of the yeah. shadows and become the Superman. Yeah, so and that's addressed cool. in the Superman Number One issue, or, or no, it was um, not the Detective Comics was the other one. Actually, <laughs> actually, nine hundred yeah. issues, Tim. Yeah. But this sets up the new status quo, Superman. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. So the pre New Fifty Two is he's your guy now. Yeah, I, I love it, and, and like I said, you actually kind of like. The new 52 Superman on like the last five or seven issues there when he's dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too bad. So the Green Arrow issue. Yes. So yes. the rebirth. So this Sunday, I know you haven't read this because I literally just handed it to you. <laughs> it shifts back to 
an era which I think you're going to appreciate a bit more. So oh, okay. we get an older Oliver. Yeah. Awesome. Or at least the Oliver that hasn't shaved. Yeah. He's kind of got he's all, but he's all gray in that. Is he old in the new 52? Because I thought no, he was kind of old. He's Stephen he's, 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 he's Stephen ML for I, sure. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's still a save. He's just had, he just hasn't shaved. Like he's trying to get the goatee look back. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Because they do make reference that. to that. Yeah. Black yeah. Canary does. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you got the beard or something. Other. <laughs> he just looked old to me. You think so? Yeah. yeah. He looked aged. I don't know. Maybe. Originally, he was like the older guy. Yeah. Like the original DC Like the 70s. That would, what you got into. Yeah. Uh, Sanjay went back and collected like the whole back so issue cool. run of Green Arrow. Yeah, right? uh, so really the first cool. volume in the 80s and then um, all the way up until, I think I have every issue up until uh, Kevin Smith's run. So I still got to wow. get on that. But yeah, I loved it back in the 80s. I think that's one of the best books I've ever read. Wow, that's just cool. the detail and the um, the stories were just such mature content. But it wasn't, it wasn't done in poor taste. It was done in a very... Um, very respectful to the audience way. Like yeah. it didn't just do violence for the sake of violence that had a point to it. Nice. So, and they touched on all topics. They didn't shy away from anything. So yeah, hopefully they bring that into this new rebirth. <laughs> Who had the heroin addiction? His, his, uh, his ward. Speedy. Yeah. Speedy. Yeah, right yeah, that's reference. Right? Oh, yeah, really? yeah. I caught that. Cause I was like, there's something yeah. very specific about this. And I yeah. remember you telling me about these more gritty really stories. Cool. These yeah. like street level stories. Yeah. 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 He tells black and hair, like, don't go there. Right. Yeah. It's pretty cool. He stops yeah. it right there. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's great. Love that issue, and again, like I'm gonna say this like 50 times, the art, the art's just awesome. It's yeah. so different from any other DC book right now. The art in this, yeah, yeah, that's what I like. Is you know, each book seems like its own separate silo. Yeah. Whereas before, everything just fit under this one huge umbrella. Yeah. I'm really short on uh, euphemisms here, but uh... <laughs> well, that's how I felt with Batman 52. I felt because Greg Capullo's art was so different than everybody yeah, else's. Yeah, definitely. Jumping into week two. So we saw the release of Aquaman, Flash, and Wonder Woman Rebirth, as well as the the renumbered Action Comics and Detective Comics. Yeah. Got Action Comics there. Yay! <laughs> you win so the prize. So they're picking up at 957 and 934 with Action and Detective Comics, respectively. They're going to get 1,000 pretty That's soon, pretty cool. Right? Like, yeah. getting to 1,000? Yeah. Does that include... Is that picking up pre... Or do you know? Does it... It's including new 52s. Yeah. It is including new 52s. Yeah. Okay, so they're yeah. picking up on the, the, yeah. the whole entirety of yeah. Detective yeah. 52 comics. issues on top of... Yeah. On top yeah. of what it ended off with, yeah, I think it was like something. In yeah. Like so it's gonna be really cool when they get to issue one thousand. I'll definitely be in on that, yeah. even though I'm probably not gonna <laughs> bulldoze through yeah. the next fifty or so issues. Yeah, that's gonna I be heard, a huge celebration. I, so, I heard. Right, sorry, I heard there was rumors with the new. I think one thousand when they get there, they're gonna have uh, artists and writers lined up, so different ones. Like you'll have. Um, the one that's doing Dark Knight right now. Um, oh, uh, I forget his name. Frank Miller? Frank Miller. So yeah. you have guys like Frank Miller and a bunch of other different artists and writers. Oh, that's so awesome. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. That would be the first issues probably ever to get to issue 1,000, I would assume. Well, they actually had a million issue. Yeah, right. <laughs> DC 1 million. Where they project themselves way into the future. With yeah, the, yeah, the whole no. thing was uh, if Action Comics released their 1 millionth issue, it would be like the year 30-something. <laughs> Marvel so, owns them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or DC owns Marvel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so part of this release in the second week we had Aquaman yes yeah. so I know you guys were big fans of Aquaman from I New love 52. Aquaman and again this is another book that seems to pick up on direct continuity I think because yeah. mm-hmm. I get some of it yeah. and it seems to reintroduce one of the big villains of Aquaman in yes. Black Manta Black Manta yeah. Yeah, yeah I always thought Will Smith would have made the perfect Black Manta 
I think Idris Elba. I think. Idris oh Elba man, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I think he'd be pretty cool. I really like. That's my favorite part of this issue was actually the reveal of Black Magic yeah. at mm-hmm. the end. But other than that, I gotta say I, I, this was maybe one of my weaker uh, rebirths. Is busy. It was. Is way yeah. too busy, and yeah. the art was a little too comic-y in some oh, okay. parts for me. That's just me, though. Yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I really liked how they kind of reference Aquaman's sort of like a joke yeah, in society. I like that. that was cool. Yeah, yeah. and they yeah, they, they, they they kind of get that out of the way and say, okay, so you think he's a joke, and then they show him doing all these heroic things, being yeah. king of Atlantis. Yes. The one parallel I got was Aquaman and Black Panther from Marvel. They're both kind of excuse the pun, fish out of water, where they're caught in between two kingdoms and two lands. So Aquaman with Atlantis and Black Panther from Wakanda. Yeah. And they got to walk that line because they're royalty. So they're both kings. And then they have to toe the line of, okay, modernizing their societies, but also keeping the traditions alive in their societies. Yeah. Did you guys pick up on that? I mean, I know you're more of a Marvel guy. Do you see the parallels between uh, BP and Aqua? Well, definitely, but I thought more of Namor and Aquaman. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. Like that whole idea of, you know, they're protectors of two worlds, Namor not really. Right. But that's maybe more where you draw the parallels of Black Panther. It's this protector of two worlds, but part of none of them. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I kind of like that concept that they're pulling in there. And this book seemed to really set up for new readers. And yeah. it's kind of like, I know from hearing you guys talk about Aquaman before, they kind of established this concept of this, you know, he's a joke on land and, you know, what is yeah. he? People are afraid of him, but he's yeah. also a head of state, yeah. which is kind of weird and all this. And they really pick up on that and kind of thrust that and say, here is Aquaman. Yeah. We're going to yeah. lay him out. And I kept thinking to myself, and one thing that was a bit distracting for me was, and I, I've seen Aquaman for years in his, you know, orange and yellow and green suit, yeah. but I kept looking for a darker more realistic yeah yeah Yeah. aquaman i'm really surprised they didn't take this opportunity to at least maybe not go with the dark hair or whatever but kind of change his costume into something that looked a bit more cinematic yeah for sure because that did take me out because i was like this is a bit why aquaman is kind of jokey is like you look at his suit and it hasn't changed that much from what i picture as a golden age silver age sort of aquaman yeah Yeah. which is unfortunate because you know it, it looks just like the same new 52 um costume that he's worn yeah. i think it would be a cool chance to kind of go back to the the aquaman that we know before with the one arm like the hook oh arm, the that was so hair, cool hair. yeah big beard you know? yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's totally cool or, or even go the injustice route like just give him like that badass kind of look and, yeah, yeah he doesn't look yes i think long hair and a beard yeah, yeah. start to look a little bit more like thor or whatever yeah. or more or whatever you want to say but he doesn't have that prowess to him right that you know that air of a king that you right. get being real clean cut and shaven and all that it doesn't really work for me it takes away from yeah. Him, right? yeah well they actually did make a change to his costume uh, oh. when the new 52 i think it was issue 30 or 40 i can't remember uh-huh. but he had a um he had a, like black armor and then he had like green pants okay. and it looked really badass and his hair was longer and he had a beard oh it, so uh, it was just like a stubble that wasn't like a full grown beard right. or anything so they did kind of try change it up but then i just didn't like it it felt kind of forced it felt like that's Momoa, that's in the movie universe, but my classic Aquaman is the Aquaman that you see in this issue with his orange suit and his scales and his green pants yeah. with the trident. Um, you know, I'm glad they didn't change it up because sometimes you can feel a little bit forced and, you know, they can always change it up. When he had the hook hand, it fit with the story where right. he can no longer communicate with fish and so his hand gets put in the water and then someone else can and then piranhas actually eat it off. 
And so that's why he has like the hook hand. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, they went really dark, but so it actually fit with the story. It's not just, you know, one day he wakes up and he's like, you know, Mira, I'm going to grow this beard and uh, get tattoos and uh, hey, why not? Just lose, lose the sleeves on yeah. my shirt and go shirtless. I, I guess too, especially because Rebirth is really trying to restore what the, yeah. what the original audience wanted. So I guess, yeah. you know, what, what you're saying, that makes sense that they went back or mm-hmm. kept him as is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I feel like it did a good job in this issue dispelling any myths of Aquaman kind of being lame. I don't know because I'm a huge Aquaman fan. Do you guys? Do you guys still have that sense when people say, "Oh, look at that Aquaman"? Are you guys gonna be like, "Oh, that's lame"? Like, get away from me. No, I've never been on that camp. I never, I never thought uh, Aquaman was lame, but I always just laughed, you know, when people did yeah. jokes. I, yeah. thought it, I thought it was pretty funny. It's nice yeah. to acknowledge it in the book. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And I think that that does more for the reader than anything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but again, I'll say that the costume takes me out of it. But that's yeah. just coming from a new yeah. reader, right? No, so no, fair enough. You have that, that, that nice cross-section of readership here, so sure. it gives you a different opinion. What do you sure. think of the end when he Black Manta reveals that Aquaman killed his father, and yeah. that's his revenge for going against Aquaman? I mean, that's I such a cool, cool Is that a new revenge. reveal? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no, that's been in the stories forever. Okay. Yeah. That that page, though, was just so cool. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Oh, I, I that's cool. Black Manta, I think, has one of the coolest suits. and I think he's awesome. I really yeah. hope he's in, like, Justice League or something, because yeah. that, yeah. That, that, yeah. He has to be Idris Elba. I mean, he's not doing anything in Marvel, doing that Heimendale or whatever. Yeah, come over and be Black Manta. Yeah. Oh, him versus he's Momoa. Doing Dark Tower right now, though. Oh, that'll never take off. In there too. Yeah. Stephen yeah. King movies. Yeah. Jumping to our next issue, Detective Comics number nine hundred and thirty-four. So this is a Batman-focused comic. Yeah, and I, I mean, again, I'm <laughs> for DC listeners that are like, oh yeah, of course. But for me, this is you know all new territory. Yeah. So he seems to assemble this very interesting, <laughs> yes, which composes of Batwoman, yeah, Orphan, who was a Batgirl, I guess. Uh, kind of. She was in uh, Batman Robin Eternal. Okay. Right. There's, uh, she was like a mute. I don't know if she can talk yet. But uh, she was a oh, mute. okay. It's like a 27, 28 issue yeah. arc going on. Oh, and, interesting. Uh, yeah. And then we also got Red Robin, Tim Drake. And he's restored back in his original 90s costume. Oh, I awesome. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool. And Spoiler, who I guess is another Batgirl of sorts. Oh, well, the character's name is actually Spoiler. I guess. Yes. I thought you were going to say, like, spoiler and then, like, I don't reveal know, something. Spoiler. I think spoiler was originally Stephanie Brown, who was uh, Tim Drake's girlfriend in the pre-New 52. Okay. And she became Robin, got killed off, and they brought her back <laughs> uh, in the New 52. And now okay. she goes by spoiler. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. And then also Clayface. Really? Yes, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love Clayface. Yeah. So yeah. it's neat to see a very diverse cast yeah. of yeah. Batman crew or vigilantes, whatever it is. Yeah. So this is something I was a bit interested in. So we're not really going to talk about the, the follow-on issues to these. We can pick them up in a, another episode. But this is something that kind of intrigued me. But it's something, this different kind of diverse group. So I kind of liked it. Yeah. Awesome. Would you uh, carry on? Are any of these issues that you like, are you going to pick up the next issue? Uh, one of these issues that we'll talk about next year, actually, oh, the Flash yeah. Rebirth issue. I really enjoyed this one. The okay. art was really good. And I like the story because I'm a big fan of continuity. Yeah. And this seems to be the book yeah. that they're leaning on to tell the story of what's gone on, at least to some degree, yeah. with this whole Wally West thing. Yeah. And I like the concept. And they address this a bit in the number one ongoing issue of him being somewhat out of the time stream. Yeah. And then him being saved, like we talked about earlier. They yeah. keep using this term, we're being watched. Yes. Right? And this seems oh, like a okay. very heavy-handed yeah. reference to the Watchmen. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I really like this book. And this is something that I will probably 
try to continue with. Oh, awesome. Um, or at least maybe do a trade paperback yeah. uh, once yeah. we get the six or eight Sweet. issues or something like that. Yeah. Get a bit more on the cheap end because I'm not too worried about collecting the single issues. But I did like it and yeah. I liked Barry Allen yes. and I'm a bit more familiar with the character because of coming from, I don't watch a TV show but I've watched some episodes yeah. mm-hmm. and some of the stuff we've heard about in the Justice League movies got me a yeah. bit more intrigued about the character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so this is again an avenue of movie watching, TV watching, and just hearing about the character that's got me interested in it. Mm-hmm. Now, the story inside of it, I really liked as well. So yeah. that, that helps us too. Oh, sure. awesome. Yeah, and it's cool to see Batman and Flash team up again because, you know, it was, it was Barry Allen that presented Batman with the letter. Yeah. The yeah. After the Flashpoint events. But yeah, again, the art's awesome in this. And this is uh, definitely one to watch out for is Flash, and I'd say Titan rebirth because those two are going to be really focusing on what's been going on this whole yeah time. and that's what i like because I'm, yeah. I'm really interested in the whole continuity and how they're yes. trying to fix things yeah. and move these puzzle pieces around to create something that's a whole entity again right exactly. that makes yeah. sense yeah. and if they can actually pull that off i see it happening within some of these books yeah and that's why I particularly like the the flash exactly and who else better to do with the flash and the best detective yeah, yeah exactly. exactly so cool um after re- reading that uh, dc rebirth 80 page special do you have a more appreciation for the scene in Batman vs Superman where the Flash comes out of uh, Batman's dream and he's like help me Bruce yeah I kind of get that a bit more yeah, yeah you get the still reference still a now. bit out of nowhere yeah the maybe Batman. the ultimate cut will fix it yeah. we'll see yeah. we'll see in a couple weeks I'm just gonna have that and repeat every time someone asks me about the movie I'll say maybe the ultimate cut will fix it yeah. until maybe it does or doesn't in a couple yeah. weeks yeah. you can get it on iTunes right now that's right yeah. I know. I'm holding off for that yeah. I refuse that Steelbook yeah, yeah. Steelbook uh, so Action Comics number 957. So this picks up after the death of the new 52 Superman. That's right. And okay. we have Lex Luthor picking up the mantle of Superman, including wow. wearing the emblem yeah. and some like powdered suit. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so he seems to be, I don't know if he's taking some sort of path to doing something good, mm-hmm. um, but we do see the pre-52 Batman come out of basically retirement Oh, okay. To stop or take on Lex Luthor. And I guess as they battle, Doomsday is revealed. Oh, awesome. So I have some familiarity with these <laughs> characters. Yeah. So again, something that's a little intriguing. Seems like they're going to be pulling this through all the Superman books to a degree. So that's something I'm not particularly familiar with is, is in the individuals so we have like Superman, there's going to be the new Superman or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's action comics. Do they pull a continuous story through these comics or are they kind of one-offs or ongoings in themselves set at slightly different timelines. Like, do you know how they're going to connect up? Um, I, I know before going into Rebirth, I, I used to have to do Action and Superman hand-to-hand. Yeah. They, they connected. Same so like, with uh, Superman, Wonder Woman. They yeah. were all, like, tied together. So it's like the Star Wars Darth Vader. Like, yeah. they're, they're very much the same timeline, same story, just from different perspectives. Exactly. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, um, for the most part, they'll be standalone. But I think um, if you have crossover issues, it's very common to have it start in Superman, then go to Action Comics, yeah. and then you used to go to Superman and Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman yeah. Superman and Batman. Exactly. So. And then I think they even have a trio comic now. Yeah, Trinity. Um, yeah. Trinity. Okay, yeah. Cool, so that's, cool. that's a lot. Speaking about Wonder Woman, yes. she also had an issue drop this week. That's right. And I know you guys are raving about this. Well, at least Sanjay. <laughs> okay, this is my favorite issue. I've only read uh, the three issues, so um, but this is my favorite one so far. I love it. I mean, it starts off with Wonder Woman, and it goes through her entire history, and she's kind of confused. She's like, you know, this feels familiar, but something's different. And then she recounts her different origins. Yeah. So she says, am I made of clay yes. or am I the daughter of the queen of the Amazons and Zeus? Or yeah. am I, I can't remember what the third one was. And then it talks about how she met Steve Trevor 
and because yeah. he was a man who fell from the sky and then he fell on the um, Paradise Island. Or um, was she ha- did she have to win this contest in order to go to man's world and help man uh, defeat Ares, the god of war? Yes. So it kind of, you know, in one issue, you already know three different origins of Wonder Woman. You're already caught up with kind of her different origins throughout the years. Yeah. And she's he- a brother now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the art is fantastic. Yeah. As we said, the scene where she punches the mirror and you see like the different fragments of reality is just so cool. So well done. I really liked at the end where, you know, you're talking about this, Tim, with Aquaman, where Wonder Woman at the end, she changes and then she changes into pretty much the Gal Gadot costume. Yeah. Like it looks identical to the one that she wears in the movie. So you're talking about your continuity, you get it kind of there. And it doesn't seem out of place because it's pretty similar to the one that she was wearing in an earlier issue, just yeah. a couple of changes. Um, so I really like that. And before the new 52, she was wearing like these long sleeves with like knives on her hand and it looked really yeah, weird. Was, uh, I didn't like that. Yeah. Like the new 52 Wonder Woman started off really well when um, Brian Azarello was oh, writing it. Oh yeah. The whole God like, yeah. uh, storyline going on there with Apollo. And oh yeah. It was like, firstborn. Yeah. It was like gods of war meets 300. Yes. It was cool. perfect. It, it was, was epic. Awesome. It was it six volumes, I think. Yeah, yeah. it was, and uh, the whole thing told us one giant story. And then you got a new writer and artist, and then it just fell off a cliff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now it's back up. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm super excited because Aquaman's quality didn't really dip, whereas this one, Wonder Woman, dipped hard. So I'm really super excited to have a good Wonder Woman comic back again. What do you, What do you guys think? It was a lot. Yeah, yeah. for me uh, as a new reader to Wonder Woman. And going through three different origins and, yeah. you know, not having the the background in some of those origins to understand them. You know, I think it was written in a sense that it is trying to express something new for, for new readers. But at the same time, it's really writing for the legacy reader. For sure. Right? Oh, yeah. And sure. so I'm appreciative that maybe they're going to explain in a bit more detail in the ongoing yeah. with this concept, with these stories and her being lost and not know, really knowing her origin. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of look forward to that. But as a number one or zero issue, it was a lot to yeah. take yeah. in, right? There's a lot of sex going on in there. Yeah, exactly. So and that's that's nothing demeaned or anything like that. Yeah. It's just to say that there's, there's a lot in there and there's a lot to take in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, stepping into week number three, so we're coming into the the back half of the the June releases here. So we have the start of basically more or less the ongoings now. So we have Batman number one, Green Arrow, Green Lantern, Superman number one, and then we also have the Titans Rebirth issue. Yeah, the Titans Rebirth issue. This is the, one of the last of at least June's zero issues, if you will. And Troy, you talked quite highly about this. Yeah, yeah. Going into Titan Rebirth is is awesome, but again, this is something you really you you had to be paying attention to Titan Hunt which happened probably about two months ago. So Titan Hunt explains basically the Titans, the original Teen Titans, are trying to figure out how come they don't remember anything. So you now get hit with Wally West, who's trying to be like, hey guys, you got to remember me. And Dick Grayson finally remembers him just from touching him. So then he yeah. touches the other members. And <laughs> there's a little bit of shock going on there. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone's like, hey, Wally, you know, there's some really cool uh, emotional parts in this in this book. You know, there's, there's mm-hmm. you really get a sense of chemistry that these guys have been through a lot together. Yeah. yeah. And you're building it back. And everybody welcomes Wally West back into the universe. So it's a, it's a good issue. I like it. I, I'll, yeah. I'll keep up with this one. Were you a yeah. Titans fan before the Rebirth? Or? I was a fan, but I never really read the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Except for Hunt. Yeah. yeah. Titan Hunt. This connects in really well with the Flash issue. Exactly. So it touches on this whole, like, he has these powers that you're referencing yeah. where he kind of touches and you get the memories back. Exactly. Of, yeah. So it's kind of cool. And I really like this idea of that he was stuck outside of the time. Right? And I wasn't aware that 
he wasn't in the new 52. Right. So you guys okay. telling this is kind of cool because yeah. it makes a bit yeah. more sense now that exactly. why people are like, oh my God, it's Wally West. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, where was he? Yeah. Yeah. The fact yeah. that he never existed, right. almost like you said, is like DC <laughs> planned this <laughs> yeah. and they've pulled him back out. Because right. usually when they do stuff like this, eventually, and yeah. even going back to 2011, yeah. it's hard to imagine they kept a character like Wally West yeah. out. Someone yeah. like that I've heard of as of a comic reader yeah. and he's been out of continuity for five years yeah. and it just so happens that as this starts they pull him back in yeah really cool yeah no definitely it fits really well and it kind of goes with you know the flash time traveling and the speed force so it's the perfect character to connect kind of the old universe with the new universe so i mean hats off to dc i doubt they plan this but if they did then that's one hell of a move batman volume three that we're stepping into this is the number one ongoing issue yeah and the big thing that happens here is you know we have batman doing his batman thing in gotham and they have introduction of these like kind of what I'm guessing are like Kryptonian sort of power level beings. Yeah. Oh, cool. Gotham. Yeah, so one yeah, called Gotham, Gotham and one called Gotham Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Original. Just, yeah. yeah. The costumes look so, ridiculous. Yeah, they're yeah. kind of goofy looking. They yeah. look very like Silver Age. And yeah. I like the name Gotham, but yeah. then when he's like, I'm Gotham, and this is Gotham Girl. Yeah. I was like, like ah, come that. on. <laughs> yeah. I really like how it shows like how Batman's the man, though, how he's yeah. handling the situation, what's going yeah. on. And, you know, it's going back and forth with Alfred is really re- reminiscent of uh, the Batman v Superman. Yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then uh, the Green Lanterns kind of falling into the, kind of the last of these issues that, that we were able to pick up. So the Green Lanterns, there we revisit the two Green Lanterns that we have from the Rebirth issue. And they introduced this new power. Now, I'm not super familiar, like I said before, with the Green Lantern powers. But he has something that apparently is new called Emerald Sight, where he has some sort of... He's able to almost like see and prophesize future events. Oh, cool. Which I guess is a new power. Um, And you do have another one of these kind of almost shattered glass looking splash pages where you're seeing all these different events that are happening. And it looks like at some point you're going to revisit a lot of this stuff. I guess there's issues with Red Lanterns. And so again, it's a lot to take in, Mm -hmm. but it was probably a good way to build some foundation in there for me. So I'd like to understand a bit more of the powers that maybe these rings possess and i'm sure they'll get into that there's a quite a large spectrum of colors there yeah so what i'm trying to do with a lot of these books is not go back and reread something older i like to demonstrate that dc has done the background work and laid the foundation for new readers so this is kind of my little experiment that i'm doing is can i gather enough from speaking to DC readers and also reading some of the comic books to understand this a bit more. And just to kind of give an evaluation as to what a new reader is experiencing with this DC Comics rebirth. Right, right. right. So that's kind of the angle I'm taking with some of this. That's That's a good approach. Last one we're going to talk about here is Superman number one from week three. So we're running a bit long, so we're going to hold off on week four and talk about that when we discuss some of the July issues. And that's, again, stepping into Wonder Woman number one, Flash number one, and Aquaman number one. So these are all issues that we all liked to some degree and that me, myself, are going to continue with. So I'd like to give us a little more time to talk about those. Sure. So looking at Superman number one. So this is where we have old soups. Yeah. So he visits dead soups. Yeah. In the ground. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And the one thing that I'm interested in, so he kind of puts his hand on the ground. Yeah. And then lifts it. And there's this blue handprint. And I had to do a little bit of Googling here. And I know I just said I wasn't going to do that, but it was just to do, because I know that the, this concept of this red and blue Superman. Yeah. Is that a path you think oh, they're going down? I don't know. Interesting. That'd be cool. 
and it did also have a slight tinge of a Dr. Manhattan blue as well. Oh, okay. So I like, I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, yeah. and this is from very limited knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Um, so again, it's another interesting issue, and I'm, I'm kind of a bit intrigued by the Superman for stuff. For sure. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, it's the best Superman. This, this is the real deal. Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. And I'm liking this thread that are pulling through yeah. of this new continuity thing. And mm-hmm. he's a son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 And, and with the whole DC rebirth, like this concept that something else is going on in the background i'm afraid right now like looking into the future and trying to give myself some perspective i'm afraid that once they kind of wrap up this whole rebirth thing and have like Mm -hmm. some inevitable battle with the watchman or whatever that and they go to some sort of just like normal continuity i'm going to kind of fade away from it because they'll have like this big story wrapped up yeah and I'm because I'm really interested in the continuity of it all. Right. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of kind of this relaunch so far? Like, are you guys happy with oh, it? Yeah. Clearly, you oh, are. Oh yeah. I love this yeah. Stuff. yeah. I, Jeff Jones is great. I, I, I'm a fanboy, man. I love it. I love what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, a thousand times now, the art's fantastic. The writers yeah. they've got on these books are just great. Yeah. And I feel like way more in the comic book world than in the movie world that they actually have their foot in the right direction. They know what they're doing. They have yeah. a blueprint. Yeah, absolutely. I feel yeah. like it's been a rousing success. It seems like everyone's kind of getting behind this. Yeah. My question for you guys, I pose is, so in my long boxes now I have, say, Batman U52. Do I need a whole new long box for Rebirth or should I just put them in and just label it Batman? I'm putting them with my Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kept it as the same. Just yeah. Batman. Yeah. That's, that's, that's kind of cool too because like, you know, you get it long enough so you have like a whole box dedicated to just Batman. Exactly. Or, like, how sick is that going to be? Yeah, yeah. I have a Superman and Action Comics all in one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. For myself as a new reader, so I've, as I've kind of gone through this, I've explained a bit how I'm going to attack these new books um, as far as trying to understand the new reader as a new reader yeah. and what DC and how they've evolved these books and appealed to a new readership or a new audience. Yeah. And so that's how I'm going to continue to go at these. So we're going to look at these maybe July, Sweet. August, or maybe a bit further okay, down the road yeah. and try to review cool. some of these as we go, yeah. as they drop these new issues and as they continue through and see what I stick with nice. and to try to give it a, a different perspective on things Absolutely. and for people that maybe aren't willing to or want to see how this kind of goes for DC Rebirth from a new reader's perspective. Yeah. So, But from, from the out of the gate... I'm actually quite happy with some of these, particularly, like I said, Flash. Uh, Batman is someone I wanted to get into, but I can't quite get into right now because it's a bit dense. Some of these books, (laughs) the continuity overwhelmed me a bit um, with the the legacy, not only the legacy stuff from the the pre-New 52, but also the New 52 stuff. So I'm hoping that with further issues that they kind of explain some of this and and lay out the the groundwork for a relaunching, if you will, uh, of the universe. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy with this and uh, good. I'm, I'm excited to continue reading some of the DC stuff and we just give another shout out to Alpha Comics. Yes, that's they, right. They've been supporting us in this, this quest to review and discuss the new DC Rebirth launch. So they're a great local comic book yeah, shop here in definitely. Calgary. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Chris and Alpha Comics team. You guys are holding it down with these uh, these DC issues and everything comic related. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot. Yeah, go check these guys out. They got everything from Funko Pops yeah. to action figures, yeah, some nice statues. Yeah. They got yeah. the whole DC animated line for the figures going on over there oh, too. Wow. Yeah, it's it's great. A good long box selection. They they have it all going on there. So 
be sure to check them out Alpha Comics yeah nice. and if you guys have any opinions on the DC Rebirth that you'd love to express to us you can mm-hmm. always grab us at hashtag enter the nerd room yeah. we are on all social media including Facebook yeah. and Twitter our handles are at the end of the episode if you want to run over and give us a like on Facebook by all means do so yeah. if you want to check us out on iTunes and give us a, a rating and a review we're always welcoming feedback on how we can improve the experience for our listeners and swipe right on Tinder no, I'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tinder so. guys it's been an absolute pleasure it has talking dc comics marvel comics and a little bit of movies yes that's right no star wars no yeah it's the first we gotta get something in what do you feel you like most about star wars the star or the wars all of it (laughs) (laughs) for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i'm sanjay and thank you for entering the nerd room See, I locked it this time. You like that little touch? Yeah. Yeah. Swallowed the key. Swallowed the key. (laughs) All right, we are out. Peace. Don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find our hosts, Tim, Sunday, and Troy, on Twitter at TheNerdRM, 1912Podcasting, and Troy, TheBoy87.